group of say 100 people, how many assholes do you think there are? In an average group, say. I'm serious, how many parents who humiliate or deny their children, how many uh, morons with stinking breath who refuse to do anything about it? Uh, how many, how many constant whiners, complainers, rapists, embezzlers, liars, thieves, dirty politicians, cheaters? Uh, could be your mother, could be your brother. Could be your mother, could be your brother. Uh, you, for example, how many of you would be happy if some of your friends were gone tomorrow? You, for example, how many of you would be happy not to see some of your classmates tomorrow? Gone, dead, buried, their, their desks empty, show of hands. Come on, you don't have to name names, show of hands, Climb. Exactly. Now, a little closer to home, members of your family, the uncle with shitty stories, the, uh, the molester, oh boy. We know about those. The, uh, the ugly cousin of mysteries are dogs. The verbally abusive mother. I think how happy you and your loved ones would be if that uncle or uh, adopted cousin were to step on a landmine or get hit by a military strike. Just like that. Wiped off the face of the earth. Yeah, that's good. Just like that. Wiped out. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Have you heard Siri lately? Uh, no. Hey Siri, what's my name? You're Lee, but you asked me to call you stupid ass piece of shit. Okay. She sounds like a human. But if you heard that, you can't assume that she's human. <laughs> I can't believe that it just said that to you. <laughs> um, a lot of people died since the last episode. That's true. A lot of people are dying every day. A lot of people died. Chester died. That sucked. Chris Cornell, did he die since the last episode? Yeah. Yeah. Those were days apart. Yeah. Tom Petty died. That fucking stung. And that was a weird... There's another weird thing. So, do you remember how the internet reacted there? It was crazy. So, Tom Petty had a had a massive heart attack and was found with no pulse no brain activity he was basically found dead yeah and they took him into the hospital and they were you know resuscitating him or whatever and anyway there was this crazy debacle where cbs reported him dead and rolling stone reported him dead and then they said he wasn't dead they said it was too early but they literally headlined and released, you know, Tom Petty has died. 
I remember this. This and then the whole fucking internet, you know, all over Facebook. Tom Petty died. Da, 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 da. Share it was, and and you know because it was a trusted. Okay, CBS is reporting it. Rolling Stone is reporting it, and then Tom Petty's daughter went and sent a tweet to Rolling Stone that said, "Fuck you, my dad's not dead. You pieces of shit." Blah 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 blah. And just ripped them a new asshole. Then everybody shared that. And everybody went off about that. He's not dead. He's, he's going to survive. And then he died like an hour later. And it was like, it's sad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's crazy. It's, it's so, the internet has provided a way for people to share information instantly. And people have not yet detached that part of their brains because back in the day, if you saw something in a newspaper like the New York Times, or you, if you saw something on CBS News, if you saw something in the Nightly News, probably fucking true. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here in, for us to see. But you know what I did, Ross? I made, this is like a couple years ago, I made a WordPress. I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. I made a WordPress, and I wrote an entire article about Lord who had released an album, Pure Heroin, and I wrote this professional-sounding article, and the headline was, um, uh, uh, acclaimed singer, Lord, arrested for possession of heroin, and blah, blah, blah. And I wrote this whole article about just detailing this whole fucking crazy scene that happened with Lord in London. And then at the very end, there's a paragraph that literally read, like, by the way, this whole entire... Uh, story is complete and utter bullshit. I'm only typing this to see how many people share it before reading it. I got 150,000 shares. Yeah, people just read headlines and then without gathering any type of information or doing any research for themselves, Look at they me. judge everything on that headline and they judge it how others are reacting to yeah. the headline. Because they want to be the first to share it. Yeah, they want to be the first to share it, and they also do not want to have an unpopular opinion. We need a fucking meteor. Yeah, a meteor would be great. <laughs> we need a meteor. Donald Trump is president. He's nuts. Yeah, we definitely need a meteor. We might get one from North Korea. It's possible. Who fucking knows, man? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I see people online uh, that I know are staunch Republicans and super into Donald Trump, and they're they're like protesting this Louis C.K. thing, and they're protesting the Spacey thing. It's like, uh, do you remember the president you voted for? The one that said, when you're famous, you can do whatever you want. You can grab them by the pussy. And you guys, I made a song about it. Go suck your song. It's called Grab Them By The Pussy. I'd rather grab you by the pussy Grab on and hold tight. How can you pretend to be upset that Kevin Spacey grabbed somebody's dick when your president openly stated that when you're famous, you can do anything? Yeah, he condoned the behavior. They still voted for him, and then they want to have an opinion about any of this shit? <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. All because you do not want to have the unpopular opinion. Fuck it. You only live once. As long as your opinion's honest, I think you're all right. But you know what? Maybe I'm not. I don't care. What's going to happen? I'm single. 
My girlfriend's not going to dump me. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Well, you wouldn't want to have the unpopular opinion. Fuck, you know, but what does that even mean or matter? It's like, God. Well, everyone on the internet won't like you then. No, no, and it's like not everyone is going to like you. Fuck. Ross, Ross, stay loose. You, you, um, you had a big month, man. You had a pretty big fucking month. I mean, you got you well, your very first uh, uh, radio ad, KTCL for Sociopath with Bryce Fox. Yeah. So that's like the first time you've had an actual radio ad. That is. And explain to people what that means exactly. It's actually an interesting story since uh, you know I spent like a, a, a better part of my youth playing in bands and uh, trying to uh, alternative rock bands trying to get a mm. song onto a uh, alternative rock station of some type of importance in order to you know push this band to the next level. <clears throat> and uh, then you know. I went and did my own thing and did electronic music. Don't be, don't be so humble. Listen, no, guys, here's what really happened because I know this story. Ross, he he took on such such a, um, a a heavy weight. He paid thousands of dollars for these people, most of which we now hate. There's a couple we still like, but there's some people that are just worthless. Well, I like to think of it as I, I invested thousands of dollars into the art. Sure. And then, you know, a lot of trial and error, multiple singers, multiple records, years, and all this just pain. And you literally locked yourself in a fucking dungeon, your basement, and said, I'm going to learn how to be my own producer, my own songwriter, and I'm going to make my own records myself the way I want. You decided to do that. Yeah, yep. And how long did it take you till you started to feel like you were catching in your stride? Uh, I mean, I, I, I still feel like I'm barely catching a stride. But I would say it took a good three years to really have anything that I thought was worth a shit. So, ironically, you finally land on this alternative rock station ironically through creating electronic music and i don't really like to call it dance music because i haven't really made dance records i've always made like electronic crossover records through that process i had ended up on a major label and through that process i had i kind of came in on this alternative radio now i'm an electronic artist that has crossed over into uh alternative formatted radio so awesome dude it's like you know what an achievement and you know i gotta tell you guys it's a different world once you start hitting terrestrial radio people fuck with you a little differently they it's strange how how terrestrial radio somehow still adds that little teacup amount of that last final percent of validity to your artistry it's like oh now it's real it's like motherfucker it's been real for years you just you have this mental illness where you think that it has to land on a certain platform before it's real. Isn't that strange? Yeah, it is. I mean, terrestrial radio is very different from, you know, like I'm so used to music working on the internet and where it lives on the internet. And uh, 
it's interesting to see how things move in the um the in the terrestrial radio world and it's a lot slower grow and uh there's definitely a lot fewer things that are played and are quote unquote on um yeah it's crazy to see your name just right there alongside you know some of your heroes yeah that was some of the you know my favorite band is a uh, afi and you know that and uh, did you screenshot it I did. In fact, they played my song right after they played an AFI song, and I was like, oh, okay, that was tight. I got to tell you, man, that is a great feeling, and I'm super happy that you got to have that feeling. So you made this this record with Bryce Fox. You shot mm. a cool video with Cody Kurth, which mm. we've all seen who who know you, and so great. And, and, uh, and then getting on the radio, and you just had a show uh, last week, uh, gothic theater in denver the hometown yeah yeah how did that how was that turnout yeah it was great it's great time denver's always uh, a lot of love and bryce flew out and performed with you and bryce came and we uh we did some songs and we did a, a little garage session at the radio station which is on the interwebs as well bryce fox he is such a <laughs> he's such a nice guy like i remember when uh when when i met him um uh the or my ex-girlfriend was was really into the song and she just like tweeted him and he tweeted right back and and she came to me and she said um hey i'm gonna i'm gonna we're gonna meet up with bryce like she orchestrated this whole thing. I was like, "Meet Bryce Fox, really?" You're like that's so cool. You know, I just talked about him on the podcast. You know, like because Nerf brought me Bryce mm. Fox, and he said, "This is the next shit with horns,", horns song, which yeah. you remixed and it blew up. Yeah, it was the remix of horns that I did for uh, Bryce that ended up uh, sparking this collaboration, in which is now this song called "Sociopath," which we were discussing. Which is a small world because. I don't know how you started off on Bryce or by how I started off Bryce. It happened at like around the same time. So it was like, I was like, wait, you fuck with Bryce? No, he, I, so yeah, I ended up going with my ex. We went to this little bar and it was just Bryce and we'd met and we talked for like three hours and it was so bizarre because I'm used to people who have songs on the radio and doing shit in LA to be like really unaccessible. Yeah, they'll curve you and be real shitty. And- this guy was just a breath of fresh air and I was like, man, I want to be friends. You're you're dope, man. You, you're you just about the music. You're not about anything else and he's married, I think, or is it a girlfriend? Yeah, lives, yeah girl, girlfriend, I think. But for many years... For many years, like he, he, so, he's a loyal guy, real cool, just all around great guy. Love Bryce. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a good dude, and he's a great songwriter and a great singer. So sociopath, yeah, we'll play that later. We'll play that, but you know, I'm really proud of that for you, man. I know you worked really hard, and in this business, to to see anything happen is like. It's a life experience. You can't expect to go into music and just hit it off. Now, there's been one or two that's been fortunate, and things have happened in that manner. That's You can count them on one hand. Mm. Um, because for everybody else, it's a life event. It's something that requires more than 10,000 hours, and it requires all failure and rejection and solitude and introspection and real like <laughs> real psycho shit that w- that we do in this business. Yep, criticism, putting it putting everything on the line. 
hating yourself day in and day out trying to make something that's worth a shit getting crazy i mean you'd call me up sometimes and i'd be like well, what's wrong with you ross and you'd be like i don't fucking like anything i do i don't <laughs> there's know no, anymore there's nothing worse as an artist than uh than feeling stagnant and feeling like everything you're creating is sh- total shit which does happen i mean let's let's face it you gotta like weed through all the shit ideas to get the good ideas nope. everything i do is perfect well we can't all be perfect like you everything i do is fucking perfect it's you that don't get it you're not perfect i sent rot this is let me tell you something this is what happened I, I made this song, and I'm going to release it in the new year, and I promise. And I got a bunch of other with it. I wrote this song called All the Love. It is gorgeous. And I had this idea, and I was like, ah, oh, I know. I know what I need to do. I need to collaborate with Ross. He'll get it. Because I just want there to Because we went to this uh, festival, and who was that motherfucker we saw that you loved? Um, oh, Porter Robinson. Yeah, we saw Porter, and he had this crazy, just like, dynamic lighting show with fireworks, and this wall of sound would come at you, and it really inspired me. So I wrote this song, and I tried to, like, mock up a thing, and I spent all this, and I was so passionate, and I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, Ross, can I hear this? I fucking want to do this. Can do this. I sent it off to him in an email. I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, listen. He emails me back, and he goes, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I I didn't get it. And I just sat there defeated and deflated, just going, God fucking damn it, is it me? Do I not know what's good anymore? <laughs> I mean, not everyone understands the vision the way that the artist does with the rough idea. I make so many ideas like last night i was sitting with my manager and i was showing him you know all these grand ideas that i believe i have and he was kind of looking at me with half of them being like looking at me like this sounds like i mean you're are you crazy like it's like the rawest roughest shit like form you could but it's like because i hear i hear it beyond yeah, where you it's get at it. it's like well i know where it's going i know what the idea i know the vision and no one else no one else can live in your brain and understand that even if it is an artist another artist that you've sent it to, to yeah no it's true it's true because in my mind when i sent that to you i had the whole fucking i had the show production i had what i was wearing i had like the lights would go up and i saw the crowd i was like just sing just sing into my where are the love just fucking i was like dude this is gonna be the most powerful song in the world i don't get it <laughs> And given you didn't know, I didn't let on to you that I was that excited. Did I? I think that you had alluded to something about it being the best song in the world. But, um, which, which, well, I did write it, which would be, yeah. about, you know, I mean, it's hard to send someone something and, 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 and be like, this is great. And then, and then send it to them because their expectations of it then of, you know, you just have to kind of, I like to downplay everything. So if I'm like, yeah, I don't know about this. It's really rough. And like, yeah, you know, just, I don't know. Just see, see, see if you get it. And then usually I'll get a better reaction. Like, oh yeah, this is really like, you know, like those demos I sent you of me like singing. It's like, this is really shitty. And you're no. like, oh yeah, no, there's, there's good potential here. So if I had sent it and been like, this Are is you telling great. me, did you fucking play me? You fucking played me? You psychologically me? 
You psychologically well, if I be, talked it up, then it would be worse. Be? It's true. When I saw Titanic, I didn't hear anything about it. I, I, I assumed I was going to hate it. I was with my girlfriend at the time, and we went and saw Titanic, and I wept tears and thought it was the best movie. But if somebody had told me you psychologically that it was going to be the best movie, I might have hated it. Because we're assholes like that. Yeah, if somebody tells me this is things great, it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen, and I go see it, and I'm like, eh, well, it was yeah. Because then my expectations are high. But it's like, let's take the new Blade Runner, for instance. So I nobody said shit about that. I went and saw that movie, and I love Blade Runner. I fucking love the original Blade Runner. So I expected there's... In my experience, like, look at Ghostbusters, and they redid that shit. It was terrible. Worst movie probably ever made. So bad. So my experience is that, like, whenever they try to, like, you know, continue on with a saga, like, years later, or remake anything, or anything like that, it just fucking sucks. So my expectations for... Blade Runner 2049 were very, very low. Right. You're like, oh, God damn it. They got... You're telling me they got Ryan Gosling. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I I love that movie. I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. And maybe it's because my expectations were so low. And do you think that, though, you know, I was thinking about this because I saw that movie also and I was really blown away um, because I'm very... I'm very moved by music and score and sound. I've been doing a lot of that. And boy, the way that that thing hit in the theater, I'd never felt music in a movie that way before, ever. Uh, it was. I think great. it's really important to see that movie in, in theater to experience it properly with the soundtrack and... And the way that movie shot, the imagery in it is fucking nuts. Yeah, if you get, if you go, if you smoke a little dube or eat a little cap and go into that movie, you'll have an experience. And you know, I tell you, uh, I had a thought just now. Hold on. It's gone. Wow. What the fuck is going on out there? You should take it as a compliment that I got drunk and made fun of the way you talk. You should think about the consequence of your magnetic field being a little too strong. I see you kind of liking it. I mean, I, I kind of think that beat's cool. No, fuck you. Ah, call it what you want. Oh, oh no, want. that was the one. I have heard this. It sucks. It sucks bad. This was the one that really sucked to me. My castle crumbled overnight. I brought a knife to a gunfight. They took the crown, but it's all right. All the liars are calling me one. Nobody's heard from me for months I'm doing better than I ever was Wanna be Lord Totally But listen to the lyrics This is the chorus, by the way Verse two. On the flowers grew back as thorns. Windows boarded up after this. Everyone's standards for music is really low currently. Have you noticed how bad that is? Did you listen to Louis Capaldi? Did you listen to Louis Capaldi? Did you listen to Louis Capaldi like I told you to? I told you to. Didn't I tell you to? Oh, yeah. 
And I think he's accessible. He's blowing up. Did you listen to him? Yes. What'd you think? I don't really remember, to be honest. Motherfucking lying. It must not have been that great. You are lying. You are lying. No, there's no way. See, now here's the thing. Maybe you listened and then you keyed off. Because if I had just heard like the first few lines of a Lewis Capaldi song, I'd be like, ah, it's not really my brand. Because I usually don't get into the like ultra emotional sort of hipster uh, singer songwritery dude Capaldi, but you, but but dude, this guy's got some serious emotions, emotions, feels, if you will. Oh my God, that that voice. It's like a rock voice mixed in with that shit that I don't like, which makes me like that shit. Like, and, he, and, 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 and all of his songs, he's only got four <clears throat> four songs online. He's only got four songs. He's only got like 12,000 followers. I'm messaging with him on Instagram. He's like overseas. I'm like, dude, come to LA. Come, come on. Let's, let's fucking do this. And then he got, but, and the thing is, is that all of his songs have massive emotion in the lyrics and melody. Like, listen to this bridge. It's just great. It is great. It's very. It's, it's. It sounds very real. Oh well, online you can watch him live, and the motherfucker does it. You know, and you know. So you listen to Tay Swift, and you go, eh. You listen to a guy like that with those kind of heartbreaking songs, and now it's like four songs of heartbreaking regret songs. You get it. Short dose of it, you're done. But man, that voice. And I want more people to release compelling music. But clout and internet. Is all that matters. People actually don't care about how good or bad your music is. Here's what they do care about. Your clout on the internet. How much clout do you have? Who else that's famous that fucks with you? Right. You were telling me this. Yeah. So it does. It's it, however good or bad the music you make is, is actually irrelevant. How do you get someone to fuck with you? I mean, and that, that I mean, that's the interesting thing. You have to obviously... Well, one great way is you have to make something at some point that they think is great and enjoy. Right, something they can vibe and fuck yeah. with. So if you know if, if I if I if I if I hope to have Kanye West shout me out, which would be great. I love Kanye West. If he was, if I hope to have him fuck with me on the internet, I would have to probably release something that he would somehow magically have heard and fuck with it. And then once you're on, at that point, you could just continue to put out shitty records like anything else that's popular right now just seems like you have to be so bored or so just like you know tays up in the studio just being like that's the fun songs just do that let's do that oh my god i'm fucking on she's lost her heart yeah well taylor's at a point where she can just do whatever and her name is going to carry her no matter what she can make the worst music we've ever heard it does it actually doesn't even matter people just like it because it's taylor swift (sighs) That's all that that's all it needs to be. Like I said, the our, our the the society's standards for music right now are real fucking low. But but okay, the mainstream, yes. The mainstream 
is, is has the low standards. The, the most of the shit you hear on terrestrial radio, and even it's bleeding into satellite radio, where the standards have been ultra raised, is on your SoundClouds and through your Spotify playlists. I mean, you that's, think I hear the same song over and over and over on Spotify playlists on the big ones, on the mainstream ones. Yeah, like, like yeah. whoever's picking music over there is like likes Money. about three things. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the most popular shit in the USA, it's like, I don't know, 25 Drake songs <laughs> and like a future song and I don't know. Yeah, just real narrow tastes. And those are data-driven and people, just like any other business, they see before when Spotify finally figured it out and started to analyze the data properly, they, they realized, oh, wow. These playlists with a bunch of followers are very valuable and they can manipulate the data because... Is, and tell me if I'm wrong, but the way that I understand it, like so let's say you release Sociopath, Sociopath goes in and it goes onto a playlist like music, New Music Friday. Well, depending on how many people listen to a certain amount, a length of the song, decides if you are voted up and stay on that list or if you are off. Yeah, it's a click-through rate, in which it will either move up the playlist or be eliminated through the playlist. And well, a Spotify playlist like that can get you a lot of plays. You know, it that also a lot of plays on someone's track does not mean that they have fans. It also does not mean that there's any passionate listeners on that record. It just means it got playlisted a lot. Right, and it just people are just listening on happenstance, discovery, blah, blah, blah. It still has to penetrate through a whole bunch. So getting on playlists means literally nothing. Yeah, it's a lot of exposure, but, I mean, if you're trying to build as an artist, you know, you, you, you need to turn those streams into real or real fans, and you yeah. need to turn those streams into hard ticket sales. So how do you do that? Well, hopefully your artistry is holding up and you're yep. sticking out from the crowd. So if you're yep. making music that sounds just like mediocre. Yeah, if you just, you know, some trap drums and some some minimal minimal, you know, 808s, then uh yeah, you're probably just fitting in with the crowd and you're probably just getting by and uh have fun reinventing yourself in like, the next two years. This Louis Capaldi character came out of fucking nowhere and has like 17 million subscribers out of nowhere with that EP. That's great. So his so there's proof and concept subscribers. There. Yeah, that's yeah. followers. Yeah, that's people that are go going out of their way to follow you. Yeah, that are probably going to listen to more things you release and care about you releasing them. Are probably going to buy tickets at your shows. These are this is these are hard hard. Th it's really easy to acquire plays on the internet. It's really hard to turn those plays into real actual fans. And what I like about this sociopath track is it it it's simple in its in its form. It's not overbearing. It's simple. It's palatable, and it shares a message that I know ninety percent of the people that I know have been involved with, which is quite simply, you have fucking fallen for someone who is a sociopath. I don't know many people who haven't fallen for a sociopath. Why? Because sociopaths are great at manipulating you into falling in love. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what they do. So when I heard this they song, manipulate. you know, I heard this song for the first time at Heath's, uh, Heath Ripplinger, who we both fucking hate a lot. Yeah. I mean, true. I don't know... I don't even know how I could just describe my hatred for the listeners. Let's just say that Heath probably is the worst person in the world. There's not a single greater piece of shit 
Uh, can we stop talking about Heath? That's true. It's I think we're giving him too much press right here. Well, Lee actually heard Sociopath while it was being written. Yeah, right there in uh, in, in, in Ripshore Studios where that son of a bitch Heath uh, w- lives and, and works and, and, uh, and just does horrible, horrible music. I mean, every, basically everything that Heath ever does in, in regarding music is wrong. It's real bad. We just use him for his equipment. Which is all real bad, too. It's not great. It's, like, cheap. Yeah, it's a real real cheap studio. I mean, when I'm talking to, pe- to potential clients, I say, you know, we have a few tiers that we can do this on. Like, if, you, if you're just, if you're just, like, if you want, we can go to a lavish studio like Sonic Ranch, and we can spend time in pre-production, and we can really get this thing buttoned down, if that's where you, and, and make it as right as you can. And we can do that pretty affordably. Or we can come to L.A., and we can go to, like, uh, some other some other cool place. Like, we can go over to Maloof's, or we can go over to, like, Blue Macaulay's place, great people everywhere that you can make cool shit with. But if you're just trying... To do a hobby, there's a great place, super cheap, Ripshore Studios. There's an annoying cunt there that that runs the place that you'll have to endure, but it's really cheap. But you're gonna get cheap, awful things. Yeah, because because we, we all know also that the uh, it's all about the quality of the uh, the studio in which you do the song, not how good the song is. Well, except for in your case, because thank God you only need like the only reason that that you even go to Heath is because it's so cheap, and all you'd really need is his monitors. Yeah, actually, really, all I need is just kind of a room, and to it's like, yeah, and it just so happens that he allows you to sleep there because he's stupid. Yeah, yeah, I I just need a room to hork down air, breathe in. Yeah. Just breathe in a room. Do you jack off in that bed? Um, no. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, fuck, don't ever hire Heath Ripplinger, uh, ripshorestudios.com. Don't ever, ever do it unless you want shitty, 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 shitty stuff. So this song, Sociopath, was recorded there? Uh, yeah, some of it. Well, what was all done there at, at this terrible fucking dump of a Van Nuys studio? <laughs> uh, you know, just the writing and uh, the, the, the basic bones of the song. And then the vocals? The vocals were, were, were written and recorded there. And then the, uh, the, all the production and mixing were, were done back in Denver. Nice. At, at, at like at like a really like real real like lavish great gear really nice studio in my basement. Which is why it's. I mean, it would have sounded terrible had you done it at Heath's. That's why you only yes. use Heath's for scratch. Scratch. You know. Stuff, yeah. The vocals sound good because the way you mixed them. They didn't sound good before. Yeah. No. Not at all. So anyway. Thanks, Stay Loose, for coming on and reviving the Harley Joking podcast. We have so much more we could talk about, but I'm we didn't gonna... talk about Cuba. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a true thing. Do you remember Regale? Regale, what happened on my birthday? You know? Oh yeah, we we went out for your birthday the other night. We did, and we're at a on the thirty. And what was that? There was some. There was a guy there, and he looked exactly like Cuba Gooding Jr. Could have been playing a role as Cuba 
uh, he had, uh, look, it was today he's down there, he's going, Like, who the fuck? I was like, I looked at Heath, that asshole, who was there. I said, who the fuck would do that? Is this clapping at this hockey game? And he's like, in his shitty voice, he's like, oh, some fucking dumb idiot would do that. And then, like, we go back to talking, but he's still staring down there. And he goes, huh, that's Cuba Gooding Jr. He's right there. That's, that's who that is. And I was like, no, it's not, because I can't see. And then you looked. It, it was it was actually his voice that gave him away. He has kind of that gravelly voice, and I heard him talking to someone down there, and I was like, "That's definitely, definitely him." And so, I still couldn't really see it, and I couldn't hear it either because I was a little drunk. So I was like, you know, I went to what, and what what threw it off for me was the hair. He had like these two like weird like buns that he had. Oh yeah, he had like two buns rubber, done in his rubber hair. buns, rubber buns, and the sides of his head were cut real close. It looked he did like honestly, the only thing that looked like Cuba was when he faced you. Mm-hmm. Like from the back, you'd never know. Uh, and he was doing all these karate moves and just being super excited. Yeah, he was really into a hockey game. Really into it, and then so like, um, I we start immediately. Which I was immediately going. Well, we're gonna have to meet him. It's my birthday. Uh, we're gonna have to meet him somehow. I don't know how. Whatever. He goes to the bathroom. I go into the bathroom. He's in the stall. I'm like, ah, this is too weird. I'm too weird. Wash my hands. Leave. Come back to the table. He comes out of the bathroom and proceeds to just walk. Now, if you're if you know about on the thirty, the bar there, on the thirty, you have the bar, and you have to walk past the bar. On the on the right side would be the bar, and on the left side would be just you know tables where we were sitting. And there's literally about three feet there and so here he comes and i'm standing on the outside of the table so i know he's already got to run into me he can't escape he would have to jump over me if i just moved just a little bit to the left he just had to, so i just said you know what fuck this stupid why do i just i'm not starstruck and i turned i faced him i was like cuba man dude cuba what's up and he came in he did he came and gave you a hug came in give a hug and like and then amy what the fuck she went a little overboard amy's listening to this right now you went a little overboard here's my impression of amy while i'm talking matter of fact i'm like saying something to keep it like dude uh, i'm a real big fan man you think you're very ah! i love you oh my god that's exact. actually that is not even exaggeration and he does the fucking point and immediately leaves. Yeah, he left real quick after but that. But not before giving Heath a little... He did. A little love. He gave him a little fist pound. Heath did not deserve that. God, he's shit. Yeah, he didn't deserve that. He doesn't deserve much. Why do we continue carrying on with Heath? It's almost like we like him. Truth be told, we do. You know, it's almost like it's almost like we enjoy his, his company and, and like using his studio because it's good. We we my friends and I we treat each other very much like like the 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 cast members of Curb Your Enthusiasm, except on a Tuesday, Ross might be fucking. Can, do you I call you? That, do people know that you're Ross? Sure. Uh, Ross will be Larry, and on Wednesday I'll be Larry. And then Heath. Heath right now is Larry. Yep, yeah. Because of what he did with revealing the text message to yeah. you. Yeah, Some, someone will always... Someone... Yeah, the role of Larry changes. 
Yeah, but we actually, we can't, yeah, we like Heath. Go book with him, whatever. He's great. Leon's my favorite. Motherfucker. Yeah. What you got? You the motherfucking studio. You got to go to the studio. You got to fucking motherfucking go to. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, Leon's the man. You getting that ass. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So anyway, at this point, I'm just going to play our musical feature uh, for this episode, which is, is we have to name. We'll do that when we get out of here. But guys, this is Sociopath Stay Loose featuring Bryce Fox. Go add it to your playlist and send it to your ex-girlfriend with like a, an emoji of like vomit or something and, you know, dance if that's your thing. It's not really a dance song. Or, or girls too. Guys can also be sociopaths. Feel free to send it to your ex-boyfriend. He's probably fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't want to fucking assume that you're dating a girl or a boy. And I don't want to assume that there are girls or there are yeah. boys. Send it to your ex-person because there's a reason they're an ex. Hi, Tim. A lot of hype. I need you to tell me stay loose where people can go to find all of your artistry and just any other piece of shit information you want to give the world there's some spelling involved so s-t-e-l-o-u-s-e real clever in hindsight that spelling wasn't that smart i like it you know i think once people understand it they like it but i think isn't there like that ast what is that thing that the gooey mark yeah. Yeah. Over the E. So, so it's like stay, stay loose. loose. It's like French. Yeah, but people need things spelled but, out. But you don't you don't put that you don't put that uh uh you don't put that in, you don't need in the that. search engine. You just do, S T E. So stay loose. Just Google that. Is that what you do? Yeah, you can just Google S T E L U S E. Check it out, sociopath. Go watch the video. Give my boy some love. This is Lee Miles for hardly joking. We'll fucking see you in like six months, or hopefully not. Maybe like I don't know. I'm trying to get back on it in the new year. Probably the last episode of the year here. I'm gonna go ahead and just say. So, uh, yeah. Um, don't jack off in front of people. Don't be a dick. Enjoy your holidays and uh, enjoy this sociopath right here. Unhardly joking. Hey, the feelings I caught, the time that I lost. Said it's tough looking back when I thought what I thought. Yeah, I feel ashamed. Embarrassed with rage So I bloody the rain on your pity parade So cry, 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 I don't need you in my life Need you in my life, no So cry, 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 you don't even have to try Don't even have to try I didn't know you were a sociopath So 
You've been living two lives with two guys Bet you got your tubes tied Heard a lot of this, a lot of that A lot, a lot of lies The other night your mom passed away And it was weird that you just went about your day And didn't even shed a tear I feel bad, you don't feel bad Sad, you don't feel sad But I'm the last to help a crazy bitch that goes by I didn't the know you were a sociopath Don't be shocked when you lost what you call meant to be So I feel afraid Cause you're crazy for days You say he wasn't me and it don't mean a thing So cry, 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 I don't need you in my life Need you in my life, no So cry, 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 you don't even have to try don't even have to try I didn't know you were a sociopath I didn't know you were a sociopath I didn't know you were a sociopath